high-stakes world of blobs. You control a squad of shape-shifting, gelatinous heroes using their unique abilities to navigate complex puzzles. It's definitely nothing like Lemmings. Plus, we've got a boatload of Amiga news and community updates all hot off the press on Amigos, everything Amiga. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're talking about blobs. Oh man. What are you is that are you bad mouthing me, bud? Listen, there's nothing wrong with being a blob. <laughs> oh well, I mean it's not great for your health. That's the bad part. Otherwise, it's great. It's awesome. You know, it's it's do you ever take offense as a larger fellow whenever bad guys are personified on TV as being sort of blob-like? What really gets me is when they're bald. You should be offended too. Like all yeah. the bad guys are bald. Yeah, like they're Dr. not all Evil. fat, mm-hmm. but some of them are like the kingpin. Right. But when they're bald, it gets because I mean you can you can lose weight. Right. It is much more difficult to grow hair. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. yeah, that does irritate me more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? Do you have a who's your favorite type of bad guy? Uh, crazy guy, mm-hmm. I think. Like guy that thinks he's he's doing he's doing good, but he's actually super evil. That's right. Because I like guys that like think they're the good guy. Right. You know, I can't name any because it's too hard. Well, for like him, the but Joker, yeah. right? Well, the, I don't know. He's he think I think he knows he's pretty evil. Mm. You know, but uh, I like guys that are also. I mean, it's just like real life. When even like when there's a war or something, mm-hmm. it's not like one side's like I'm going to be evil, like the Nazis or whatever they're not. It's just they're doing what they think's right, and then just they go to work. That's, That's the right. way it is. That's you know? right. Speaking of go to work, Aaron, let's go to work on blobs. Oh man, no screwing around today. Yeah. Oh man, it's blob time, but it's blob time. You know. I always ask this. I'm going to ask it again. This one, yeah, heard of or played before this week? Never. I, and the thing is, there are two blobs on this on the Amiga. And so <laughs> There's two blobs in front of you. I've never audience. seen. <laughs> wow, burial. <laughs> but I've never seen either one of them. So this, I figured, what the heck? We, we'll, we'll try one. So this is Blobs, an AGA release boat. Yes. By the way, I know you love that. Uh, this was a two-disc uh, uh, winner here that came out in the late date of 96. I but believe this was actually available on CD as well, right? I don't know. I think this was available on CD or two I, floppy I looked, discs. I looked to find a tangible copy. So here's what I found out. Okay. Because this is a good thing to go into. Because you may be tricked. From what I read, this this came in a CD-like case that held two floppies. Oh. You know, and I've got it. some games in there like mm-hmm, that. So, mm-hmm. so, but, but if there's a CD version out there, who knows? Right. Because I could, I could also not find, I could find the instructions, but I could never see the box. I look, try to find it. Um, this was uh, developed and published by an outfit called Apex Systems. I never heard of them either. As far as I could tell, they worked on two games. Blobs was one, and the other one was World Golf. Mm-hmm. I looked at World Golf. Did you have a look at World Golf? I have chance? not. I like golf games, though. Well, remember Sensible Golf? I do. This makes Sensible Golf look like, I don't know, Turf world-class masters. leader. Yeah. I mean, this is the remedial <laughs> golf, brother. Okay. So, Give it a miss is what you're saying. Well, I mean, I haven't played it. It could be awesome, but it didn't look awesome. Let's just go there. So, uh, uh, again, two games. Uh, this was coded by a fellow named David Reed, uh, and it was also uh, worked on by a fellow named Paul Bernard. 
and these guys never did anything else on the Amiga as far as I could tell. Now, I looked this up, and I, I did find that the, these guys worked on another game, but I'm okay. not sure if it came out on the Amiga or not. Both okay. these guys, they were a team. All right. They worked on a game called Super Balls. Super, Super was, Balls. Was there a Z in there, for chance? <laughs> you are kidding, brother. With the Z. <laughs> I think we see a gimmick with here. With the Z. And <laughs> this is a, it's a Marble Madness homage. So these oh, guys okay. were good at taking an established formula and giving it a twist. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't see... It wasn't listed on the Amiga, so maybe they, was a, they stepped in, into in, DOS. In 96, there's probably a good chance they'd left the platform. Yeah. I will say, uh, there's, a, there's a nice message at the beginning of this where they talk about... They thank a bunch of people. They talk about how they made the game. Uh, they used Blitz Basic, Amy Bla Basic, Deluxe Paint. You know, all the stuff you would expect uh, to uh, work on this. And the funny thing is, for a game like this, and this was, I mean, a lot of people don't realize this. This was a commercial release, by yeah. the way. There was, I know, but I mean. <laughs> don't I, be deceived by the overall look well, and feel. Well, I know, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying there was a demo this released in the uh, Amiga Computing number 145. There's a demo disc, and they put it over on the cover of this. They're like, oh, here it comes. You know, of course, again, this was 96. <laughs> right. So they were like, here it comes. It's a game. Yeah. You better play it. So, <laughs> so, uh, when the thing comes up, it's got a jaunty little tune. Mm -hmm. It's got a Ray Trace logo, mm -hmm. and uh, it gives you options, certain could, options. Could I read to you some Blobs lore? Please, lore, lore us up. This comes from the back of the case. <laughs> you mean... Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. The Blob. A strange creature which seems to have no purpose in life. Are you getting excited to play this game? This is, this is like, I think I wrote this about myself. <laughs> Typically, these curious beasts survive in small packs of around six blobs. That's oddly specific. <laughs> and apparently have no need for food or water. Well, there's me out. <laughs> Despite this, they are very active creatures and are rarely seen motionless. Blobs, although quite rare, have been sighted in parts of Egypt, mountainous areas, and have even been reported to exist in space. This is an extract from the Reed and Bernard book of dodgy-looking facts. Yes, I love that. I love that. You should mention, by the way, what else is on the back cover? There's an advertisement for World Golf. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, Boat, you know, when the screen comes up, it gives you your options. The options are, you know... They're not a ton of options. What I've let you type in a code to skip levels. Yeah. Stuff like turn the music and sound on and you've off. Got, you can start a custom mission if you've created one in the level editor. You can enter a level code, turn the music and speech on and off, or you can get out. That's, you can get out. <laughs> so, Bo, you're, you're a cunning linguist. How would you describe to the people, what what is the overarching game of blobs what are you doing here and does it does it remind you of anything well you you are the you are sort of the uh controller of these blobs uh and these blobs are turned loose upon a world they actually teleport in and out of stages so you teleport in your blobs are teleported in it's your job to guide them to the uh exit uh, if you've ever played a, um, a minor hit on the Amiga Lemmings, yeah. uh, you know I know that Blob sort of overshadowed it with its with its release. But you might remember that there was a game before Blobs called Lemmings. It's <laughs> yeah. very very similar. Yeah, it's very yeah. similar. Like your Blobs have uh, abilities, and I'm sure you're going to go into the abilities. But you have, they, they, the long and short of it is that you are trying to guide the Blobs from one location on the stage to another. 
I will say the first thing that struck me is uh, interesting is this has an overworld map. Yep. And the and the levels are set up on this overworld map and will allow you to take different branching paths to the end of the level, yeah. which is good. It's cool. I like that. I like that. That's something you don't get in Lemmings. Uh, and listen, we're going to be comparing this a lot to Lemmings, okay? But I mean, they're really they are very similar, but they're very different as well. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on how you with the gameplay. Uh, when the game comes up, like I said, you get the music. I thought was pretty darn good, uh, professional sounding. And when the game comes up with the overworld map, it looks it's pretty generic looking, just cubes. It looks like something like Pingo. Or something. But mm-hmm. then the game itself, it starts you with a map of the entire level. And yeah, it, it sort of goes into widescreen mode because yeah. a lot of the this is a multi. You know, it's a scrolling world. The world, just like in Lemmings, again, uh, as you move towards uh, at the edge of the screen, you can actually mouse over and you can see more of the landscape. But you get a, a nice overall look. And yeah. I think this is one of the advantages. Maybe this is something that could only be done in AGA because it's very detailed. Yeah, and I will say, when this comes up, the graphics on this are very pleasant. The colors change depending on what the world you're on. Now, you know, they're pretty much, the graphics are the graphics as you go through each world. And it's not like there's a radical change in between worlds. But they are pleasant. They do not look amateurish. Mm-hmm. They look fine. The blobs are tiny, but they look fine. They don't have the personality of the lemmings, I don't think. But they're still, they're okay. They're not, you know, they're... they're they they, they a look job. a lot like the, uh, the, the your little uh, friend in Super Frog. That's that you right. Can, you can toss. They do look like I think, that guy. I think his name is like Spudo or something. Yeah, they, yeah. man, I never thought about that. But you're right, they're already a little thinner. Mm-hmm. So... This game, unlike Lemmings, well, I mean, exactly like Lemmings, at the bottom of the screen, there'll be lit up areas that will let you change the what the various blobs can do. So on the first level, for example, you've got one ability, which is to make the blobs jump. And so when you move your mouse cursor over the blob, hit the button, he'll jump. He'll get, he's got a good jump, too, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And you need it. Because the one of the first failings of this game is making the first level too difficult. Well, let me let me give you a rundown of the skills yeah. here, Aaron. Okay, the first skill is called turn around. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's a skill that you can make your blob turn around, and you'll use that one a so, lot. And the, you know, in Lemmings, this was accomplished by using the blocker. Yeah, the blocker, but you had to sacrifice a lemming to be the blocker. In this game, you actually just click on the lemming, or you click on the blob, and it turns around. Right. Okay, you said you talked about the jump. Okay, there's the jetpack. Okay, the jetpack basically is a longer jump. Right. You'd think that one like a jetpack would be cool. Like you click on it, you hold the mouse button down, you can zoom around the level. That's not how it works. That's worms. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> worms. Um, you've got the chomper. Okay, the chomper it turns your blob into a, a guy with big jaws. He can chomp his way horizontally through the landscape. You've got the driller. Uh, the driller drills, drills down, straight down into the level. Uh, you've got your Plastic Man accessory. The extender lets you stretch it way, way out. Yeah. Pla- wasn't that his name from the comics? Yeah, Plastic Man. Plastic that was like, Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was a guy. Uh, and uh, then in this game, much like Supercars 2, you have weapons. The weapons don't make any sense. You've got horizontal missile and vertical missile. I mean, you have to use them, but yet yeah. it is odd. Yeah. So, I mean, he that's it. That's all the weapons. And I didn't get some of those. I didn't get the. There was one type of missile there. I didn't get to get to a place where I got to use it. Uh, but uh, uh, the like I said, getting back to the first level, it's a it's a set of three jumps. This has way less blobs than Lemmings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the most, I think I ever had was like maybe six or yeah, eight. Yeah, six six. Yeah. Eight, oh, in fact, it even talks about in the uh, in the level design editor. 
it says that uh, you want to probably stick to around six blobs. If you have an unaccelerated Amiga, if you use more than eight, your Amiga will probably combust. Which is weird because it doesn't seem like that's a huge draw in the right. system. But, <laughs> uh, but, so you, but what that means is you have to have more survivors. And that's mm. one of the reasons why the turnaround button, because you were going to need the blocker. They don't give you that allowance in this right. where you can just kill guys left and right. The first level requires you to get every single guy across the uh, yeah. leap. And this leap in this first level is not like an easygoing leap. This no. is like a pixel perfect jump. I was surprised because you actually have to have your cursor off the ledge. Yeah. yeah. And as they get ready to take their last step, then you hit it mm -hmm. and they'll fly away. That's exactly right. And then there's another level, the first time you get the jetpack, that's even more frustrating where you have to jump across these huge chasms and you're going to have to juggle worms in midair as you go through. There's a lot of mid-air juggling in there, this game. And so that, and we'll get to what we don't like, but that, we're, you can see where we're going. Um, I like the idea, like Boat said, you get to switch between which way, path to the end. That's good. Because you're going to come across levels that you probably can't get through. Mm -hmm. I watched a playthrough of this after I gave up, and that guy gets through without any problem. But even that guy was losing guys occasionally. It's a tough game. Mm -hmm. I would say this is tougher than Lemmy. Absolutely. Uh, there are levels where you have to uh, be very strategic in where you dig, where you're going sideways. Both mentioned that there are weapons in this. There are levels where you have to do stuff like jump across a ravine. And keep in mind, the blobs always are coming. And there's no way to stop them. So they're going to go off That's one, one, one side or the other. One big difference between this and Lemmings is that you can kind of corral Lemmings, again, by using the blocker. If you set up two blockers and just have the Lemmings go back and forth, that gives you some time to right. experiment with some Lemmings and see exactly what's going to work. This game offers you no such No allowance. time. Yeah. And so, but there are levels where you have to have these guys in the air. And while they're in the air, you have to have one guy who's like the head guy who's blowing something up or digging. Mm -hmm. So you sort of have to learn to artificially add distance between the two guys to give you enough time. Now, I'm going to I'm not going to level this as a criticism entirely, but I will say this. If you are playing this on an original authentic Amiga, good luck because this game needs a top shelf mouse. Mm -hmm. I've got the uh, I just got that Amiga mouse, the, the wireless tank mouse, tank mouse mm -hmm. right? I've never had I thought this is a good mouse, right? This thing wasn't up to the task of this game. I, I had to put a, another mouse in that was, a, that was a different sort of mouse, a laser mouse that was the, just a different shape. And I had a little bit more luck. But this thing is pinpoint accuracy. And you have to be... What's worse is you have to be quick. You have to pinpoint... You have to put that tart exactly on where you need it to be. It's very difficult. So tweaking of whatever mouse you're using, whether you're using a real Amiga or a laser mouse... And I'm not burying the tank mouse. I may have to go in there and tweak some of the sensitivity settings, which I hadn't done. But, I mean, whatever you use, did you have this problem controlling this thing? Well, it's just, it's a very, this is a very, very difficult, precise controlling game. Yeah. Because <coughs> not only do you have to click on the right blob when there are many blobs blobbing around. Yeah, yeah. But you also have to perform these feats of maneuvering your cursor and clicking on the right blob while your blob is in the middle of a jump. That's, that's and the it. jump will result in his death. 
And so not only do you have to find the right place on the screen to click to get the right angle to launch the blob again once he's on the right downward curve, yeah. but you have to also be able to move your mouse into just the right time and click at just the right time. So it's really three different skill sets combined into one that requires split-second timing. It was more than a little challenging. Now, the game doesn't punish you for failure. That will, I will say that. I'll give you an example. Like, I beat the first world, mm -hmm. if you can believe I, Even I was stunned. And, but I didn't just whip through it. The level I'm talking about where you have to double, and you we just talked about where you have to click on the guy while he's in the air, you have to do that one. You, there's no way to skip it. Right. If there are some points where you have to do the level. Mm -hmm. And it took me hundreds of tries. I'm not, and I'm, when I say that, I'm being totally serious. I must have played that level a hundred mm -hmm. times. To pull it off. Now, I will say that this game is really, really good about getting you out and getting you back into the action. Yeah. It doesn't waste a lot of time with a lot of pointless animations or voice samples or anything like that. The game never laughs at you like the, uh, I guess that was Wings of Death. When you died, it went, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. If this game did that, I would th turn this game off and throw it away. Yeah. You do have to set through the overview map. where, right. And you have to set through the map. Of the, you have to also pick, repick the level. Oh, no, you don't have to. You can just click it, but you mm -hmm. always have to look at the overview right. map. Now, if you if you give up, you can also elect not to redo it, and it just puts you back on the overworld mm -hmm. map. But you're right. it's not. It could be much more. I'm, I'm like you. If I had to play something 100 times, and in between it, some guy laughed and pointed right. and told me I sucked, this thing would have been in the trash. Yeah. I'd have been gone. Yeah. How far did you, how did you end up doing this and coping with it? Well, I got, I got pretty far. You know, I'm a pretty good hand yeah. at Lemmings. And uh, I kind of came to grips with this pretty early on in terms of what I needed to do. So I got, I'm pretty sure I got to the fifth level. I got to the first, wow. the, the, the first level where you had to use the missiles. Yeah. I got past that level and it was the level after that. And I think I actually stopped playing because the game crashed on me. Oh yes, it crashes a lot. And, I had then, to and then I tried to use the, there's a code in this where you can actually maneuver around the, the level map. It basically turns off collision uh -huh. on the overworld oh. map so you can go to different worlds. Yeah. Uh, however, that was also unstable as you can imagine. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time just kind of checking out the levels on the playthrough. I'm glad you mentioned that, the crashing. I tried this uh, on three different setups. On my, I actually loaded up the actual Amiga and tried it on there. I put it on the Mister and I had it on um, Amiga Forever. All right? Because I was like, what's going on here? And I even tried two different builds. Mm -hmm. Like, And when I say builds, I mean like different images, right? And I had, it, I had all three of them crash at some point. All right? So I'm assuming this is just sort of an unstable game. Now... You would think to yourself, I would jump off a cliff if it crashed. It's actually not a big deal because in between every level, you get a code. Mm -hmm. And once you type in the code, you're exactly back where you were yeah. and nothing matters. That part of the game is very good. Yeah, and there's I don't think there's a score or anything. Oh, we also forgot to mention there's also a timer. We should mention that too. Yeah. And, and that makes things a lot different too. One of the things that I think you'd almost have to do with some of these later levels, unless you're just superhuman, is slow down the game time. Now, what happens is when you slow down the game time, your blobs move slower, but the time does not move slower. So it's actually difficult in a different way. Yeah. But what it does allow you to do is it allows you to experiment with launch angles and when to click on blobs in midair to make them make jumps. And that's important. I will say one thing I did like, cause I, once I got where I got, and I was like, okay, I'm, I can't get any further. And I think a crash was also involved. I was like, I'm fed up with that. Mm -hmm. I thought, I'm going to try some of these codes to skip forward. And the funny thing is, I skipped to like, like two and then three. And I skipped to like 
level three, like maybe the fourth thing in, and beat it on my first attempt. It's one of those games where you're going to, some levels are easy and some are hard. And there's also a lot of room for creativity. Like, one thing about this, unlike Lemmings, it's like at least no parts I saw. There's no limit on your, uh, on your, how many times you can use a. That's a, a huge difference. Yeah, and That's so, a huge difference. like, if you've got the missile, like, the missile, it's like worms. Mm-hmm. It shoots and takes chunks out of real estate. You can just blow your way out of stuff. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes you can just skip a good chunk of the level by blowing stuff Which away. Which I love. I love yeah. the way that you have multiple solutions to problems. I do, too. I love that. And, and I will say, not having to... I mean, it's a blessing and a curse not having all the lemmings, things that we're used to, but not having a limit on them helps. But, I mean, this is a... this. When people look at this, they're going to be like, oh, this is a cheap lemmings knockoff. It's really not. You're really using skills that you really would never have used in lemmings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're still using the deductive reasoning and trying to find a path. But, I mean, but you're, there's this nothing, is dexterity yeah, involved in this There's so one. much more dexterity involved in this game. So, with all that said, I mean, what do you think of this? Where do you put this in the Pantheon of Boat? Well, this is a 1996 release on a system that was on its last legs. Yeah. Um, you know, I, if I was a, an Amiga user that was still on the platform that hadn't jumped ship by 1996 and other people were playing, you know, Tomb Raider and uh, Final Fantasy VII and stuff like that, I yeah. would I would probably be like, boy, is this where we are? Especially if I paid money for this. Of course, you know what you're getting into. However, if I were among the people that played the eight-level demo that was on the cover disc, I would say, hey, I'm getting my money's worth. Because eight levels of this is probably going to give you a couple hours of fun and adventure. And if this is the kind of game that, that appeals to you, then uh, then you know you could you could pony up for the full thing. It probably didn't cost you too much. I guarantee you. Yeah. This wasn't a fifty pound game even upon release. Yeah. So uh, you know this is this is good. You know I, I'd call this this is a solid Lemmings homage. I think I, I agree. I agree with everything you said. I think in 96, this is a game, and, and the thing is, this game is uh, year-proofed. It doesn't matter what year it is. These kind of games yeah. can keep, you got like Tetris. And well, it's a lot like Worms. You know, Worms yeah. was released in 1995. Yeah, so. they, this one's one of those games. And, and the thing is, they could have phoned in a lot of this, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And so what you've got, it's a good-looking game. Now, the crash is aside. Mm-hmm. It's a good-looking game. It sounds good. It's professionally done. The levels are, some of them are brutal. So you have, but I mean, the, you've got to, you can skip around. It's easy to find the codes now. And so this would be something you could play and just have fun and not even worry about progressing. And mm-hmm. then, but on the flip side, it doesn't punish you for trying to level a hundred times. So I'm all for that. Now, if that was all you got, that's okay. But as Boat mentioned earlier, you also get a level editor. Did you have a look at this thing? Yeah. I did not. I did not look at the level editor. I, I did not make a level, but I did have a look at mm-hmm. it. And it's a, I'd say what I would call a, from a layman's perspective, a robust uh, looking level editor that will let you put blocks and, and colors and stuff where mm-hmm. you want. We should, we didn't mention this, but there are some of the times in this game, the mission is not necessarily just to leave. You have to collect things, little diamonds to open the door. Mm-hmm. And so the level editor will let you place those. You can be quite clever. I'm yeah. sure you can be very clever with that. And this is the sort of thing, and, and again, I don't know if this kind of thing was available in 1996 or, you know, because a big, whenever I think about this era of level editors and things like that, I think yeah. about like old WAD files for, for Wolfenstein or Doom when people would make their own levels and trade them online. Right. I don't know if that kind of thing was going on with blobs. But this was a perfect style of game where if you make really cool, creative levels and you shared them online, you could achieve some fame. Yeah, I agree. And 
uh, something else that this does have going for it, it's you can't play this anywhere else. Like, this is it. And so uh, I'm surprised, to be honest with you, Bo, that this game, I mean, I'd never heard of it. But, I mean, we've played a lot of puzzle games that were far worse than Oh, my this. gosh, yeah. I'm surprised that this did not get in the, in the chat. They're talking about this, too. I'm shocked that this did not get a PC release. Yeah. Because this would have done well on the PC. Well, I mean, I, maybe the team just... I mean, it, from reading the opening part of this, where they did this all with, all, with the various Amiga tools and mm-hmm. stuff, maybe, and this, maybe they were just the some hobbyists. That it, that I don't were, know how easy it is to port from Blitz Basic into whatever right. PC I mean, language the, is. The gameplay itself, though, they could easily... This could have easily worked anywhere that had a mouse mm-hmm. you know or even a touch screen you yeah. could have probably done something with it but i mean i i was surprised because i really was sort of expected i don't want to say i was expecting a pd game but i was expecting something lower in mm-hmm. just because i hadn't heard about it and i will say something else uh we mentioned that this is an aga release uh this isn't a rainbow explosion color, color overload and I, I can't sit here and tell you what they use the aga for but it's didn't. very tastefully done i mean exactly. there, there's, there's a lot of in between colors that are used yeah. in here this isn't an, an, an aga nightmare well, like trolls or you something. don't have to go nuts yeah all we want if let's say they used it to put in the background and the ceiling right. and maybe right. some shading that's mm-hmm. fine yeah it looks totally fine yeah could you make this game on any amiga absolutely mm-hmm. And just taking a few things out, mm-hmm. up in you know maybe that that might be something somebody could do. Mm-hmm. So that me people, in the, I don't see any reason why Amiga Five Hundred couldn't play this or Amiga right. One Thousand. But as it stands, it's a winner. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did look up to see how the other critics, the people actually did look at this game back in the day. It shows you how strong the Amiga was to still have enough magazines to bother with. Uh, Lemon gave this a a very respectable seven point four six. Uh, Amiga Computing, as I mentioned, that ran the demo, uh, they gave us an 81%. Amiga Format, a 71 CU Amiga, an 82 So, you know, low B, high C, you know, and the average magazine rate is 78. I think that's about right. Yeah. Did we get any Discord action on this? We phone? did. Our, our first review comes from Bumface Poo Hands. Of course. <laughs> oh, Bumface. <laughs> he says, it's 1996. Those of us still hanging on to our Amigas have souped them up with accelerators, hard drives, and CD-ROMs. And the latest commercial release on Amiga is a Lemmings clone. And it's not even as good as the seminal 1991 release. I thought this was a PD release at first, so was going to give it a break. But really, if you need to see why the Amiga was doomed by this point, this is a good example. Man! Burial. In fairness, it's not a terrible game, but it adds little to the Lemmings formula, and what it does add just makes for a more frustrating game. Two blobs out of five. Man, that is a full one, Burial. Bumface hated it. I noticed that. Pajaco, 6502, writes, I'm not afraid of tough games, but I really don't like games that give you no time to accommodate yourself to the controls in game. The first level of Lemmings is impossible to fail unless you try to. The first level of blobs, you are pretty much guaranteed to fail on your first try with pixel-perfect jumps required or else. I really think the developers of this need to ease you in a bit more, and some of the early level times are brutal. I also found that some abilities were tricky to use because the blob would react where it is and not in the center of your target. And some of the levels sadly require some precision to get your blob in the right place. But that said, when you stop mooning and get on and play it, it is actually quite good. The music is good, the graphics are very tech demo-y, and ultimately it has enough there for you to keep going. Restart times could be quicker, though. 
Definitely not one to play on the couch with the mouse. It ain't lemmings by a long stretch, but worth checking out. Oh, and bring a swear jar. Seven out of ten. Yeah. That's all you got? That's all I got. I, you know, I would agree with that for the most part. I, here's the way I judge a puzzle game. I got off the first world of this game. It took a while, okay? It took several sessions. <laughs> but if I can do it, you know, and I mean, there, and some of the levels that you go on, they get the backgrounds get a lot more creative and interesting. I I think it's a, a good effort, and yeah. and yes, it's Lemmings esque, but it's not a total rip off. I think there's some fun here to be had, uh, and I should mention that. Uh, guess what? Didn't find this on eBay. No trace of this on eBay. It ain't on eBay, so uh, you're not going to be buying this. But you can find it if you look around. If you know what I mean, boat. I know. That's blobs for you. Are you a sketchy tech? Do you have the right tools for the job? Have there been incidents? Next time, don't try to fix it yourself. Send your broken Amiga to Retro Rewind. Get a full diagnostic, a reasonable estimate, and the peace of mind knowing that your machine is in the hands of real technicians with decades of experience and cutting-edge repair equipment. Save 10% off your repair with the promo code AMIGOS10. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for supporting this episode. Amiga News. All right, Aaron, it's been a huge week in the world of Amiga Oh, News. man. Our first story is a real barn burner. I, I about fell over when I saw this Rass freaking stand. That's right. It's the yeah. best stand. It could be coming to the Amiga. And according to Indie Retro News, it's looking pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about praise. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's as good as it gets. <laughs> hey, listen, it could be coming. That's all I can say. Listen, what you talk about arcade ambiance mm -hmm. boat. You know, mm -hmm. by the way, when we went to the arcade, I, I loaded this bad boy up and played it. All the joystick was jacked up. Rastine's got the tunes that makes the girl swoon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I Good do. stuff. They make the boy swoon too. I was never great at this game, but it's a it's a game where you play a big lug and you murder this lizards is, and freaks. It's very Sodanish. It's well, listen, let's not get crazy. <laughs> but it, it's like if Sodan, it's got better music than Sodan, but. I do like this game. It's a lot of fun. It gets brutally hard. Mm. It starts off hard, and then that, that's the warm-up for ultra hard. <laughs> but uh, much like a lot of the other games we've seen cover the Amiga that I suck at, at least this one is what I really enjoy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm dying. When I saw this was coming, I was like, oh, man, now, Katie bar the door. Does this look pretty good in terms of the graphics? Does it look pretty pretty much like the arcade Oh, yeah. Version? Oh, yeah. It looks great. Awesome. I, I mean, it looks, I mean I'm, I'm super excited for this one, Boat. All right. Man, I, love, I love all these arcade ports, but Yeah, bring them. Holy yeah, keep those coming, man. Speaking of arcade ports, Aaron, another Street Fighter project has made an appearance using the Scorpion engine for the Amiga 500. This one was far more baffling to me <laughs> because Street Fighter 1 is notoriously hated right, uh, right. By, by everyone. But maybe they're, I don't know what, what they had in mind on this release. Well, I think, you know, since Street Fighter 2 has been so, you know, there's already a tech demo for Street Fighter 2 floating around out there yeah. on the Amiga. Maybe they thought, hey, it's time for Street Fighter 1 to get a little love. Well, <laughs> hey, good luck. I will say, the demo of this is funny because it's Ryu sort of fight dancing through various backgrounds. That's how I do it. That's, that's how, is this how you go to jiu-jitsu, go to sword fighting classes, skip down? That's how I do it in the hallway at school. 
listen, fight, man. <laughs> if I could wear a gi full time, that's the way I would walk 24-7. So yeah. I don't blame Ryan for that. There's a lot of dead time in this demo, but you do get to see some of the backgrounds and some of the uh, work that they've done. It looks pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Hey, listen, uh, Street Fighter kicked off the ship that mm -hmm. saved the arcades for a while. So you, can't, you have to give it at least some dap. Hey, I'm ready for any kind of arcade ports. I'm interested in what they do with the controls because I recall arcade... Uh, Street Fighter had these weird uh, layouts, like these two huge budgets to actually the, punch. Yeah, the force of your punch was the... Uh, I can see why they, they dropped that pretty quick. That was dumb, man. Real <laughs> dumb. Now, Aaron, this next story is a little bit technical, but I thought we should touch on yeah, it a little bit. Yeah, this is what I was talking about. Somebody has actually reverse-engineered the Mega Drive version of Speedball 2. Okay? Yeah. Now, why would you do this? Well, I don't know. The reason why is because you can learn about how the Amiga, the Amiga code has not been reverse engineered, but because the code blocks are so similar yeah. with the two sixty-eight thousand machines, you can see a lot of the tricks that the Bitmap brothers were able to use to make this game sing. So uh, just some of the examples, he says it uses the copper for scrolling and palette management, uses the blitter to render sprites, it uses the CIA. Well, a lot of this stuff just seems like it's common knowledge. I don't know why he did this. You don't know but, any of this. Well, yeah. Who doesn't know the blitter is used to you, render You sprites? have a famous line where you don't know what that stuff even is. Well, and the blitter is what I use to mix up my smoothies. Oh, give me a break. Yeah. You know, I wonder, as we read this, I watched a show earlier, we were talking about it, where a guy was uh, was basically examining uh, ColecoVision games, the first run of the games that were released for it, to see if they were made with Pascal. Mm. All right? Now, mm -hmm. on the surface, this seems boring and weird, and it was, but it was still neat, and they were, by the way. I wonder how much, I wonder how many Amiga games out there that are famous, I wonder how much of the source code's, like, out there. Right. Like, is that a big deal? Is it none of it out there? Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah and what? if you had it, what would you do with it? I, I don't know that I either. want to say that a lot of the source code uh, is not because we don't read about these things. And when we do, we read about the Mega Drive version, for yeah. example. So, uh, if like, you, But could you call up the Big Map Brothers and listen, the game's gone. It's done. No more money. How about letting us look at the source well, code? Well, I think a lot of times the source code has just been lost. You oh, know, it was in okay. a file cabinet somewhere. And then, it, you know, once it's gone, it's gone. So. See, we're going to have to look into that. Yeah. I, someone smarter than us needs to look into that. Doug or Chris, somebody like that. Aaron, this next story is sure to thrill you if you can read German. Oh, man. You know, Aaron, Amiga Joker is famous for uh, for giving no quarter to Amiga yeah, games. You got that right. <laughs> Whenever we look at these magazine reviews, it's like 92, 86, 74, 4, Amiga Joker. And so uh, if you are curious and can read German, all original uh, issues of Amiga Joker are available as PDF files on the Amiga Future homepage. So uh, I believe that this has been a long time coming, getting all these things scanned in and everything. Yeah. I would love to be able to read some of these translate just to see how much the burial is going on. You know, we have a soft spot in our hearts for Amiga Joker. <laughs> we do. And me and Britt are the same way because they do like a PC joke. Mm -hmm. or something. And it's the Germans take no crap. That's they drop right. the hammer. Even if I love, they kill. That's right. And so I would love to be able to read what these things say. But still, it'd be neat to flip through one just to see what it looks like. Because I've, I've seen the covers of mm -hmm. them, but I've never actually got to look through one. Pretty cool. I'm happy to hear that. One of these days, maybe we'll get less dumb and learn how to read German both. Yeah. Don't yeah. hold your breath, though. Aaron, our next site, this is something you'll be excited about. All right, man. Amiga Remix. Yeah. This is the biggest repository for remixes of old Amiga tracks and demos. So this is it right here. This is your one-stop shop 
for everything that you want. It's got a million, literally a million. It's actually 37 pages. Each one of these pages probably has 50 or 60 uh, remixes on it. So if I click on one of these, what happens? Well, it will play. Oh, look, oh, look right at that. Right there in your browser. Oh, there, there's okay. A, there's a cool web player it'll play. Uh, or you can also download these and, and run them on your actual factual Amiga. Well, that's dandy. It is. At it's first, I thought good. this was something I didn't care about, but now I care plenty. Good yeah. job, Boat. You can sort these by title, by date, by artist, uh, even by duration. This is a very well-done interactive spreadsheet uh, over at AmigaRemix.com. So I advise you to head over there and check out some of these awesome tunes. I can't spell banana, Boat. I don't know if I mentioned that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, next up, this is not something that's probably going to light your world on fire. This but is I the thought one was I was neat. totally baffled on, yeah. So, back in the day, I used to think that I was going to be a, a computer programmer, yeah. right? Yeah. And I started messing around with this text editor called Vim, okay? Everybody Creepy. everybody that I knew that was into coding was like, man, you got to use Vim. It's what the real guys use, yeah. okay? And Vim is a lot like typing on the uh, the ZX Spectrum. You know, when you type commands on the ZX Spectrum, you don't type load. You hit Command-Shift-J-R, and that gives you the load command. And then okay? after you type for three minutes, you give up because it's too hard. That's right. Yeah. That's what Vim is. Uh, you, when it's got tons and tons of keyboard shortcuts, so the people that are real good at Vim can fly through it. Yeah. The people that aren't give up and They're quit. Burned, yeah. That's me. Well, Aaron, you might be surprised and delighted to know that Vim was originally released on the Amiga. That is surprising. Yeah, yeah. Vim, the very first version, was released in 1991 on the Amiga. Of course, was uh, was then ported to many other any many other platforms, including the Macintosh PC, etc. Very interesting, Boat. So does this mean you're going to start programming now? Heck no. I'll never touch a keyboard again. It's too hard. <laughs> it's too hard. We're, couch, we're the couch type. <laughs> That's the right. couch set. <laughs> uh, and finally, Aaron, uh, we have some some melancholy news. With two losses in the Amiga community this week. Uh, the first one, uh, Tim Drew, Sanction, from the Pixel Guide In podcast. Longtime supporter of uh, our Sinclair and Amigos. He is... Uh, his dad unfortunately passed away uh, this past month, and uh, Amiga Dad uh, Bill, uh, Amiga Bill's dad, also after a, a long illness, has passed away. So our hearts go out to both those guys. Uh, losing a parent's rough. I lost my dad a couple months ago. I know how it feels, and uh, just you know we're we're thinking about you guys, and uh, we hope everything is going okay. Yeah, many condolences from us. That's a bummer, man. Yeah, we're getting to that age too. That we can do. That's right. That's right. All right, Aaron, it's time to talk about what's been going on over on our YouTube channels. Let's have a look, uh, Boatster. So we had a good week, I think, uh, Boat. Uh, let's talk about Obsession, Boat. Bum, 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 bum. Remember that song? Mm -hmm. uh, tell the people what we got into here, Boatster. Well, Obsession is a pinball game for the yep. Atari ST. And uh, if you're interested in seeing what the competition was for uh, Pinball Dreams and Pinball Fantasies. There was competition. Yeah. Uh, you can check out uh, Obsession. Also got an Amiga port, but we talk about the ST version. That's right. Uh, I also put a, uh, just a little video out this week. It's every Amiga game that plays an extra half-bright mode. Yes. If that's your cup of tea. Some people have already pointed out my various flaws. Well, you did you did a cunning thing yeah. where in the description you're like, if I missed one, let me know. That's right. And also, don't blame me. This is how they're posted on Hall of Light <laughs> right. with the EAB backing them. So right. you can talk to them about that. And then lastly, myself and the Brent, 
It was Urban Legend games this week. We looked at DOA, Extreme Beach Volleyball. Did I look at that one? Mm. And Taboo. Have you ever played Taboo? You're in an NES I have. Guy. I have. You have? It, I can't believe I've it. I've played almost every NES game. <laughs> but you don't already play Taboo, do It's you? not a game. No. It's not a game. No, it's not. <laughs> this is where the Nintendo seal of quality lost all respect. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Rare made that. Uh, on the uh, Amigo Stream Team uh, channel, uh, one released this week, and it was uh, uh, me... I last Friday played Atari ST games yeah. on the Friday Night Disaster stream. It was like two and a half hours. It's wow. a long one. And uh, man, we had a good time. I le- hey, listen, I'm trying to learn, you know, and I think in the near future, we're going to get back to the basics with some ZX Spectrum, uh, some Coco, get back in there and try to reaffiliate ourselves and learn. I want to see what you go to town with your new MSX, man. Yeah, well, I did that just a couple weeks ago, but yeah, it's definitely coming back because that thing had oodles of good stuff. Yeah. That's all we got, Boat, on the site updates this week, my All friend. right. Well, Aaron, it's one month until Boat Fest, so let's give it a quick plug. Boatfest.info. You can get your tickets today. West Virginia's premier retro gaming festival. We'd love it if you would come June 23rd through 25th. Uh, again, <sighs> get your tickets at boatfest.info. Are you nervous yet? No. My I, God. I wasn't I'm, nervous last year. I, I, I was. I'm nervous. I'm always nervous. I hope everything goes, Listen, goes well. I just corralled 160 middle school kids into a, a spring concert. Boat Fest is nothing. It's a good point. It's a good point. Are you excited? <laughs> I am. I'm super duper duper excited. I'm especially excited for all of our international people coming in, yeah. flying into Charleston. I can't wait to see what these British guys think of West Virginia. Let me tell you, here's how excited I am. I'm, I've found and I'm ordering the replacement power supply for the Super Cassette Vision. Yes. To get that, I'm going to do my best to get it up and running before the show. It should be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. That's all we got in the horizon. That's all we need. That's, That's going to fill our day. All right, Aaron, what are we playing next week? Find out, Booster. Oh, man. It's been a long time coming. Falcon. It's Falcon. This is a game. This is a game that had a lot of jack. Mm. Everyone talked about Falcon back in the day, Boat. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. We will see you next week. And until then... Adios. Amigos is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. Patreon supporters help choose the games we play, receive exclusive magnets, and get access to the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord server. Visit patreon.com slash amigos podcast if you'd like to support the show and join our community.